Hi, welcome to the Dramatized Podcast. I'm Kelsey Maple. And I'm Lisa Ellis. And today we'll be talking about episodes 15 and 16, the two finale wow. episodes of It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Wow. I feel like we flew through this show. I agree. Like, I, around episodes, like, 8, 9, 10, I was like, okay, this show is taking forever. But, like, this last couple episodes just flew by. Yeah, I I don't know if it's outside forces or what, but I just looked up and we're at the finale episodes. And particularly, I I, the whole time I was watching episode 15, I was like, how is there another episode after this? But then That's what I was thinking. An hour and 20 minute long episode. I know. <laughs> so clearly they had some stuff to wrap up. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. And then they also added bloopers, which I personally loved. Those were very funny. Ah, uh, just, uh, anyway, we'll. We will get to that. Oh, we will. Do we want to do some business real quick? I forgot to do the superlatives. I knew I was forgetting something. <laughs> yes, yes, I almost texted you. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. That's so <laughs> funny. It's fine. I'll wing it like every other episode. <laughs> every well, other episode. in post. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, what were you going to ask me? Oh, uh, do we want to do some business first? Oh, we sure can. I don't remember the show, so you're going to have to do it. <laughs> okay, so our next show. Drum roll. I don't know if this is going to pick up. <laughs> Thigh slap. Is not a show, it's a movie. <laughs> it's Tune In for Love, which is a movie on Netflix. It looks like a cute little romance, and honestly, we just needed something light. So we're going to do that. We're going to do it in one episode. Uh, hopefully, it's a it's a fun time. I, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about it. It's super tragic. <laughs> it has um, our gal, Kim Goten, because so, we just need to watch everything she's in, apparently. So Yes. Um, that's kind of why we picked it out. And it looks cute and nostalgic and romantic, so. Just something light after this show has been such an emotional roller yes, coaster. Yes, particularly, like, she's in the trap into this. It's just been like, yeah. okay, let's just do a real quick, just, like, fun little romance. Breather. We need <laughs> just a breather. Just a little movie. Um, and so we'll be picking that up not next week. But the week after, yes. because my sister decided to get married. How dare she? So selfish. <laughs> she doesn't know about the podcast. How dare she? <laughs> yeah. So, Woo-hoo. so Kelsey's got to go to a wedding. So that's yeah. cute and romantic. So we're just yeah. very on theme. Although I guess that will be, so that'll be on the 28th, which is Halloween week. So we're very backwards because we did the spooky <laughs> show and now yeah. we're doing the cute and romantic thing. <laughs> Very on brand for us who don't like scary things, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's yeah. the plan. Yeah. So stay tuned. It'll be exciting. Anyway, on to episode 15, Woo-hoo! A Tale of Two Brothers, which I was like, why does that sound familiar? And it reminded me of the tale of the three brothers. Oh, see, I was thinking A Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> Like it was the best of times, it was the worst. It was of the time. worst of times. It was the epoch of darkness. <laughs> okay, hot take. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did you like that book? I did. 
I did too. I okay. I am a Charles Dickens fan. I like that. I even liked Great Expectations. <laughs> I haven't read any other book by him, but I do. I have them to read. I just haven't done it yet. But I really liked A Tale of Two Cities. It was so good. It's yeah. It's because um, that Cassandra Clare book isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the Infernal Devices. Yes. Surprisingly, no. Ah. I read it before I read those books. Well, then perfect. Yeah. So I liked it all on its own. So there you well, go. Well, you could just relate to Tessa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually really like Sydney, which is super tragic. Yeah. Look at you hey. liking the cynic. I know. But the spoilers, if you haven't read that, like, however old that book is. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, on to episode 15. The episode starts off with Sang Tae not looking so good while Hangja, I switch what I call her. I think I mostly call her uh, Heejae. Is that how you say her name? I think so. I I think I mostly call her Heejae okay. in all of this. I think it's fair. Yeah, I struggled with that too. The few times I had to, I was like, Boon Yang's mom. <laughs> yeah, whatever we want to call her. Says she's confused because Moon Young wanted her to come over with Song Tae, but Moon Young isn't there. Song Tae wonders if Moon Young and Kang Tae have made up yet. Hee-jae decides that her plans have to change because it'll be more fun to put both Song Tae and Moon Young to sleep together. Which I had to reread that <laughs> sentence a couple of times. <laughs> She touches Song Tae's hair and Song Tae tells her not to as he slumps over and falls asleep on the couch. That's when Hee Jae uses Song Tae's phone to call Kang Tae and we hear that whole conversation again. And then we see Kang Tae walk into the mansion and see Hee Jae and Song Tae in the library where Song Tae is passed out and Hee Jae is staring at their family portrait. Song Tae doesn't wake and Hee Jae laughs again and I still hate it. She wonders why Kong Tae looks at her like he wants to rip her to pieces. She likes that, which I hated that <laughs> statement. <laughs> right? Please stop. That is your daughter's lover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she she does strike me as the type of person who wouldn't care. Oh, uh, yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, no regrets. No, no regrets here. In a bad way. Please have some regrets. <laughs> What did she do to Sante? She didn't kill him, just gave him a tranquilizer, so he'll wake up soon. It's too bad Moon Young isn't there. Hee Jae wanted to see which one of them Kang Tae would choose. Did Kang Tae hide Moon Young somewhere? Kang Tae doesn't answer, but instead asks why Hee Jae is doing this. Because Kang Tae ruined her daughter. She was Hee Jae's most perfect artwork, but she changed because of Kang Tae. Is your daughter an artwork to you? Conte asks. Yeah. Hee Jae says, We don't look alike at all, right? I went under the knife so I wouldn't look like her, but she got those facial features from me. That face, that body. Yeah. <laughs> her hair and even her soul. I molded her. I created her. She's my work of art. Conte says, Moon Young doesn't belong to you. She's a human being. Hee Jae's angry because Moon Young won't listen to her because of Kang Tae. All failures must be discarded. She doesn't want to do that because all the hard work she's done. She'll give him a chance instead. He should take his brother and run far away. Kang Tae, of course, says no. Hee Jae knew he would say that. 
she has another option for him. Kill Heejae. He'll get his revenge, and when Moonyoung sees what he's done, she'll get back to her old self. Then Moonyoung and Kangtae will never be together. Kangtae says, So this was the ending you wanted. Correct. A happy ending for everyone. <laughs> Interesting plan. Yeah, which honestly I think would have worked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but kind spoiler, of. Alert, that's not what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of messed up from the beginning. Just. Oh, yeah. Kangtae tells her that the messed up ending she's dreaming of will never come because he will never give up on Moon Young. Hee Jae yeah. comes back with. Even though your mother died because of Moon Young, so messed up. Right? Hee Jae met his mother in the library the first time. We get a memory of Hee Jae working on her book in the library when Kang Tae's mother walks in and tries to introduce herself, but Hee Jae doesn't acknowledge her and just tells her to go do her job. Later, Hee Jae goes and stands out on her balcony, looking down at the front yard, side yard thing. <laughs> Moon Young and Kante's mother are there. She asks Moon Young what she's doing. She sees that Moon Young is sitting watching a bird basically die. A bird with a broken wing can't fly away. Moon Young should kill it, right? Kante's mother isn't sure what to say. Later, she tells TJ what happened, and TJ is proud of Moon Young. Kante's mom then starts to talk about a hospital that Songte goes to, but TJ interrupts her, thanking her for her hard work. And Kante's mother takes that as her time to leave that's when he jay decides to kill Conte's mother yeah that was not what i was expecting <laughs> yeah i guess it's nice that it wasn't connected to gongte like i originally thought in the sense that he doesn't have to have any guilt over it not that really anyone would have any guilt over the situation except for moon young's mom yeah but yeah it was kind of like oh that that's what it was <laughs> yeah because like i thought that maybe Conte's mom, like, tried to show her affection in some way. Right. And then Hee Jay was like, heck no. Not in my house. But, okay. Yeah, it seems a lot more coincidental. Yeah. I think the pin that she's holding that she used to kill Conte's mother is the one that Hee Jay is holding in the present, in the library. I think, so, yeah, I, I, think, yeah. I think you're right. And we get the younger representation of Kangtae and Songtae. Young Kangtae is watching her while crying, but Heejae just laughs again. Adult Kangtae cannot believe that's why his mother was killed. Heejae was Ooh. offended. <laughs> yeah. Heejae was offended because Kangtae's mother spoke of Moon Young like she was a lunatic. How dare she? Kangtae runs forward and starts to choke Heejae while he starts to cry. Heejae says, yes, kill me. Don't ever become weak. Then Kangtae hears Moon Young's words that still, like, even though everything she's done, she's still her mother, that memory. So he loosens his grip, and she reaches into her purse next to her and injects him with something. Ugh. I didn't know at the time, but I was, like, freaking out. Hee-jae calls him a coward as he collapses because she doesn't like weak people. Her and Moon Young are different from them. That's when Moon Young comes running in and telling Hee Jae to stop talking bullshit. And I was just impressed. I was like, girl, your hair isn't even messed up. Like, your makeup isn't running. Same. You look fabulous. I was Because at first I was like, did she run here? Or did Songin drop her off? Like, well, how did she get here? 
Yeah, it's like she's panting. So did she run? Did she just run from the car? Like, what's happening? I don't know. Yeah, it's never fully explained, but that's okay. She's there. She got there just in the nick of time. Yes. She's She didn't need no prince to save her. <laughs> Hee Jae tells her not to deny it because they share the same blood. Moon Young says, no, I'm not a monster like you. Moon Young picks up the pen to stab her mother, but ends up stabbing Kang Tae's hand because he's able to stand up and stop her. He's truly Jesus now. <laughs> <laughs> he's come for your title, yeah, Lisa. from one Jesus figure to another. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, it is funny. Like, I like... A lot of dramas have that kind of, that circular moment, that call back mm-hmm. to the beginning, and this drama is getting stabbed in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> is it the same hand? I or is think it, different it was hand? the opposite. I was trying to remember as well. I couldn't remember. I can't remember either. I think maybe it's the opposite. I think you're right. I hope so. I mean, the, the other hand's been through too much already. <laughs> right? Anyway. And as my comment to him stopping Moon Young, I said, Boo! Boo. <laughs> Kante thinks even if the butterfly shows up, do not kill it. You shouldn't. Then he says to Moon Young, you promised that you wouldn't do this. And then he collapses into Moon Young's arms. She tries to wake him to no avail. PJ then decides to add her two cents, asking Moon Young if she really thought she could escape her mother by cutting her hair. Which... <laughs> That's a good point, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna add, you know. What is the what is that salt to the wound? Yes. I don't know why. I don't know why I was thinking. I'm not gonna add fire to that wound. Oh gosh, I mean that would also be awful. <laughs> but I think I was combining two of those. Yeah, like gasoline metaphors. to the fire and yeah, salt to the wound. Yeah. He J then wrenches Moon Young's head back by her hair shouting i told you you should have listened to mom he jay then picks up the pen and goes to stab moon young with it and then holy shit but <laughs> sante comes sante comes and get and saves the day yeah! by hitting he jay over the head with this really thick book Woo! shouting at her don't hurt my brother and sister yeah get him the camera pans, and they're all in the same positions, but they're all their younger selves. And the book Sante hit Hijay with, it's called The World's Best Fairy Tales, which I wrote down because I specifically looked at that book, but I really don't think it was that important. The cops were finally called right? and are at the mansion, along with Director O, oh, who is waiting outside while Hijay is dragged out. He tries to help clean up her bloody nose, but she tells him not to get too excited. She won. Kangte and Moon Young can't be together. She made sure of it. Humans are too weak. That's why they suffer like his patients. Director O oh tells her that people stick together because they are weak. They lean on each other. That's what makes them human. Will she ever be human? Hijay is then put in the police car, but Director O oh gets them to roll down the window to ask what Hijay did to Miss Park. We get a memory of Hee-Jay writing a note to Miss Park telling her to walk down the hallway at dawn while singing Oh My Darling Clementine and to visit Hee-Jay's castle at night and wish Moon Young a happy birthday. Then go to the library and leave the envelope with the butterfly on the desk. 
P.J. stuck the notes in the Murder of the Witch of the West book. P.J. then remembers when Miss Park gave her a paper cut with that same book. And that's probably why she got rid of Miss Park. <laughs> Back in the present, she tells Director O that the show's over, so she should leave the stage. Maybe Miss Park is on a different show at a different stage. Death. <laughs> <laughs> Director O tells TJ that it's about time she left the stage as well. Then the police car drives off. All I could think through all of this was how much brain damage that woman must have. Because first of all, she gets dropped on her what? head. And now Sancte slams a book in her head. I'm kind of surprised. I was expecting it to just bounce right off. She probably has like some kind of plate in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, this woman has so many head injuries. Yeah, like like severe head injuries. Yeah. Good lord, it's her Achilles heel, but it's her head. <laughs> Kangte has been put in Munyang's bed, and Director O oh has looked him over. But Munyang is unsure if Kangte is really just sleeping. Will he really wake up? The director asks her why. Will she take her own life like Romeo did? This makes Munyang panic. Does that mean he may not wake up? The director kind of chuckles and tells her that Conte fainted because he got high doses of Ativan, which I recognize that. Me too! Because <laughs> I was like, why does that sound so familiar? Same. And then I looked it up and I went, ah! Lorazepam making its second entrance. Yeah. It's funny. It just keeps coming back. <laughs> and he'll wake in a few hours. Munyang sits beside him and holds his hand. Songte is outside the room, pacing when Director O oh leaves the room. He demands to know if Kangte is okay. Director O oh reiterates what he told Munyang, basically. Songte then says the head nurse is a bad lady, which the director agrees, and then tells Songte that he saved Munyang and Kangte's lives. Yeah. He's proud of Songte. Yeah, yeah, we're all very proud <laughs> of so him. Proud He's of a you. good boy. Back in the room, Munyang says to a still-sleeping Kangte as she cries, You only get hurt because of me every single time. I'm sorry. She remembers her mother telling Munyang not to deny it because they share the same blood. If Kangte stays with her, his life will be miserable. Then we see Songin at the police station trying to call someone who isn't answering. It turns out that Songin is there for questioning. Songin apologizes to the officer because someone he knows is in an urgent situation at the moment. The officer takes Songin's phone and tells him he can't afford to worry about anyone else. He crossed the center line and made an illegal U-turn. Oh, Songin. When he was told to stop, he kept going and almost hit a deer, which... These deer. Or this one deer. Maybe, you're right. Just Could be the same has a deer. death wish. And likes to interrupt romantic moments. <laughs> Hobbies include. <laughs> Songin stands and shouts back that who cares? Someone might die. That's when Sung Jae and Juri walk in. Songin is finally released, and Sung Jae chides him for his reckless driving. What was he doing all by himself? Songin says it's none of her business, but asks Juri for a moment of her time to ask if Kangte and Moonyoung are really okay. Yes, Jae-soo called to say that they were okay. What's going on? His answer is that he thinks for some people it's just really hard to live a normal life. He feels bad for them, and it makes him upset and furious. Juri tells him the law of the total number of misfortunes. 
She heard that they all have a set amount of happiness and misfortunes assigned to them. If their lives have been filled with misfortune up until now, it means only happiness awaits them. And I thought that was kind of sweet. I mean, not the worst thing you could say to somebody about two people having completely miserable and weird lives. Yeah. It was the opposite, though, being like, man, I'm kind of happy. Now I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) I also, I was just very confused about in what scenario, why was Sangin running around? Like, was he chasing Moonyang Dao? But was she on foot? Why was he pulling a U-turn? I'm very confused about what happened with them. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I have no answers. I'm equally as confused. Back at the mansion, Sante is telling Jaisu what happened again. Jaisu has heard it eight <laughs> times, so he's memorized it. So cute. Sante asks Jaisu if he's proud of him. Jaisu says yes, of course. You rock. You're the best. <laughs> then Jaisu wonders if Kangte's sleeping beauty. When will Kangte wake up? Sante says a kiss. Only a prince's kiss can wake Sleeping Beauty. JC's like, I'm on it. Let me go. I got you. <laughs> right? Right? And I kept thinking it was very interesting that they kept using male characters to explain Moon Young and then, like, female characters to explain oh. Kangte. Because Director O was like, Moon Young, are you like Romeo? Right. Kangte is Juliet. And now it's like, Conte is Sleepy Beauty. Yeah, basically, like, men shouldn't sleep. It's weakness if you do. (laughs) (laughs) It's very feminine to go to sleep. My guys, is it gay to sleep? (laughs) Is it gay if you sleep? Yeah, it is. Always be watching. (laughs) That is when I will take you unguarded. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Then we see Conte finally wakes, and he's alone in the room. But there's a soft crying... There's this noise. I couldn't tell what it was. I was going to say crunch. It's <laughs> like, what? I don't remember that. No, <laughs> Just Moonyang eating cereal in the corner. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, did I wake you? It was pretty gay that you were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, and there's a soft noise, crying or something. And he rushes to stand, but he immediately just falls down. <laughs> that made me laugh. Like, it was supposed to be this, like, tender moment, but it was so funny. I laughed so hard because I wasn't too. expecting it. <laughs> so it makes me want to know. <clears throat> yeah, it makes me, like, wonder, like, was that a blooper or, like, was that on purpose? Yes, because like, uh, also it seeing was just... from the bloopers, I'm like, man, Gangte is such a little joker. I love he it. Is. He is. My mm. one of my favorite parts from the bloopers is when um, the actress. Yes, <laughs> is when the actress for Moon Young like has to cough, and so she's coughing, and the and Gangte it like just starts doing like the robot to her coughs. <laughs> it's so good. Yes. I also, like, the other one that cracked me up was um, Moon Young not being able to say rule and Sangte losing it every time. It was, it was so, yeah, it was so funny, like, it was interesting seeing, like, Sangte's actor, I never remember any of their names, 
like break character. Yes. It was like that. It was fascinating to me. Just like wow. Yes, it made me go watch some more of the behind the scenes and like highly recommend because they are so different from their characters and it's very funny. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to do that. Ugh. Conte opens the bedroom door to find Sangte sleeping. He closes the door and turns as Muyang walks up to him, asking if he slept well. Yes, but he thinks he slept for too long. He had a really long dream, and it was a terrible nightmare. <laughs> Sorry, another song popped into my head. And I was like, a but I don't know enough. Nightmare. <laughs> yep. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> Munyang takes Kangtae's injured hand, and he only flinches a little, saying that it wasn't a dream, then tells him to come downstairs because they need to talk. In the library, Munyang sits and asks if he understands. It actually happened in that very room just a few hours ago. It's in all the over now. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. They're alive, and her mother. Dot, dot, dot. That woman has been arrested. And the truth will be revealed soon. Kangtae walks to her, but she tells him to please leave. Leave this place. Like he said, she's not an empty can. She has feelings too. So she will never forget the terrible things Kangtae and Songtae had to experience there because of her. They'll stay with her forever. And Kangtae will probably suffer emotionally every time he sees her. Kangtae says, we won't forget any of it. Will overcome it. You said that's the only way we can become real adults whose souls can grow. Let's just think of it as a nightmare. I can do it. Moonyoung tells him to stop pretending like it didn't hurt. Stop pretending like he's okay. He's going to do it in front of her, not just Songtae. And seeing that masked face will make her walk on eggshells around him. It'll suffocate her. She'll be tormented. Moonyoung doesn't want to live like that. That's why she's asking him to leave. To move out the next day with Songtae. She gets up to leave, but Kangtae stops her. Does she really mean that? Yes. She just wants to live alone like she used to. And Kangtae finally lets her go. Moonyoung goes to her room and sits on her bed, telling herself that she did well. Oh. And he was like, do you really want that? And I was like, why are you asking that? Of course she doesn't, you fool. I know, because it was an interesting contrast between all the other times she's told him to leave. Because all the other times she's been hysterical. But this time she was very calm. Ooh, so I think yeah. that's why Kangte was like, okay, this time I accept what you're saying. Because all the other times he was like, no, it sounded like you actually wanted me to stay. Yeah, and I think... Going off that, I think this is a... I think all the other times it was her saying those things because it was hard for her to face them staying and hard for her to come out of that shell. Well, this is, like, I think the first time she's truly unselfishly... Thinking of them. Doing, yeah, thinking of them, doing yeah. anything, really, because I think she genuinely this time... Like, she, you know, she wants them to stay, and but she knows it would... It would it would hurt them to do that. And I think that's the only person, the only people she's really thinking of in those moments. So it made me proud of her that I think it's her first truly unselfish action. Moonyoung, you did well. She did do well. And anytime anyone says that, just, ugh. Oh, I know. Ugh. The next day, 
the gang at Jody's mom's house are all eating, and Jody's mom asks why Jesu and Songin look so tired. Jesu says something came up last night, while Songin says he had to think about things. Sung Jae asks if Moon Young and Kang Tae got into a fight or something, because Song In ended up in the police station that night, and Jaesu closed his restaurant early and ran to Moon Young's studio. Doesn't that mean something crazy happened there? Song In laughs and says they did get into a heated argument, but then Jaesu jumps in saying that they reconciled quickly. Dirty's mom then comes to the conclusion that Moon Young and Kang Tae are meant for each other. I didn't get that. I didn't get why they were hiding it. I was kind of just confused with this whole scene. Me me too. I, yeah. I don't know. Kang Tae walks into their room the next morning to wake Song Tae, and Song Tae immediately sits up and asks if Kang Tae is feeling okay. Did he get enough sleep? Does his hand still hurt? Kang Tae says yes. His hand hurts so much that he feels like he's dying. Okay, classic man. <laughs> <laughs> he he's like i feel like i'm dying and i was like you're so dramatic you are i mean you did get stabbed but <laughs> yeah and Is drugged just and broken up with yeah well it's like just it's not your hand you little dipshit it's your, it's your heart it's like that time you had the fever from love sickness <laughs> gong take can manifest a lot <laughs> very powerful <laughs> uh yeah he he is he just has to put his mind to things you know sante says that he needs to go to the hospital then but Conte just pulls him into a hug and says thank you for saving all of us sante wants to know why he jay did such a bad thing when she used to be so nice Conte tells him that that woman was a terrible person who just acted nice she said that she really hated the ideas of others being happy. Song Tae then mentions the murder of the Witch of the West. There's a story like that in the book where the female serial killer killed people who were happy. That was the Witch of the West. He read it because someone left the book at the hospital. Not the whole book, just up to page 63. <laughs> it's really boring. <laughs> Get her! <laughs> oh man, hit her where it hurts, Song Tae. Kang Tae says yes. So, Songtae wonders what he should do with Dooley's mom since Hee Jae gave him her as a gift. That was confusing, to say the least. <laughs> Kangtae says he'll put it in the trash on his way out, but Songtae tells him not to because Dooley's mom didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Moon Young is sitting in her bed remembering how Kangtae collapsed. Kangtae knocks on her door then, asking if she's awake. He made soup so she can eat it when she's hungry. He's going to the hospital. In the kitchen, Kangtae asks Songtae what he would do if Moon Young wanted them to move out. Songtae says they're a family, so they should live together. But what if Moon Young tells them to move out? Songtae says they can move out. They should take Moon Young with them, though. <clears throat> Why? Because she'll be left alone if they move out. If she's left alone, she'll be bored, and she always tells Songtae she's bored and asks Songtae to play with her. Kante asks, but what if she says that only the two of them should move out? Sante says, over my dead body. <laughs> we'll say, over my dead body. That will make us the winner. Which makes Kante laugh. Uh, Sante, good boy. <sighs> good boy, Sante. At the hospital, Kante hands Director O oh his resignation letter. 
Why? Is Conte running off to a different hospital? No. Conte wants to take it easy now. It appears Director O has the same idea because he's also going to quit so he can spend time doing what he wants. Shall they hang out together? (laughs) (laughs) Conte just immediately being like, no. (laughs) I know. Conte says he already has someone to hang out with and Director O asks him to at least act like he's a little torn. Right. I I also respect that he's just like, no, I can only hang out with, I have one friend and that's my I know. But, like, a mood. Like, I have a total of, like, three friends, like, close friends that I hang out with regularly. And then if somebody else is like, hey, we should hang out, I'm like, man. I wish I I could. My schedule's just full. I'm just, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. sad. Yeah. Should have met me earlier. (laughs) Yeah. Is Director O resigning because of what happened? As director, he should take responsibility for what happened. He didn't know what was going on right under his nose, so he doesn't think he could continue to study the mind. Conte says, then think of this as the last time. Can I get a session with you? Which I wish it was that easy to get a session with my therapist. (laughs) Of course, Director O says, sure, tell me what's on your mind. Well, (laughs) there's been a few things. (laughs) Back at the mansion, Sangte is at the dining table when Moonyoung finally comes down to the kitchen. He leaps up, telling her she should eat something. He then asks if her head is okay because he saw the evil woman grab her hair. Did she lose a lot of hair? Moonyoung shakes her head no. Then Sangte tells her that the evil woman tried to hurt Moonyoung because she didn't want Moonyoung to be happy. Then he says, Right, I need to show you my homework. I practice drawing facial expressions. Do you want to see? Before he can show her, Moonyoung tells him he doesn't need to do the homework. They won't publish the book. Why? Because Moonyoung doesn't want to. And when Kangtae returns from the hospital, she wants them to move out. She's terminating their contract. Songtae tells her that if she terminates the contract, then the penalty goes up threefold. She'll pay him however much he wants. They need to move out by the end of the day. As she leaves the kitchen, Songte says, Over my dead body, I don't care what you say. Over my dead body, I'm not moving out. Over my dead body. Get her. <laughs> <laughs> Back in Director O's office, Kante is having his session, and he says that he doesn't know if he can handle it. He, Jay, the things she said to him, her face, and the things that she did. Whenever he thinks about those things, his mom who was unjustly killed, and his brother, who saw that while hiding. He just can't get it out of his head, and he can't breathe. Despite that, he lied to Moon Young when he said that he could overcome it all, but Moon Young won't buy it. Director O oh imparts his wisdom, which I didn't know how wise it was, but whatever. <laughs> Being together torments them, but if they break up, it'll be equally painful. If both options feel like death, wouldn't it be better to suffer together? The director bets that Conte wanted to kill Heejay when he was alone with her. Yes. So why didn't Conte kill her? Because he thought of Moonyoung. So that one that torments him can also be the one that saves him. Conte was about to explode, but Moonyoung prevented him from blowing up. So she was his safety pin. Hey, nice. 
And honestly, I think they might be giving Moon Young a little too much credit here, but... Yeah, it, it was an odd connection. Yeah. To be but like, Moon Young I'm... stopped you from murdering someone. <laughs> like, wait. I'll, I'll let her have it. Yeah. She's going through quite a bit right now. I'll let her have it. Back at the mansion, Moon Young is covering furniture with sheets when Song and Sung Jae walk in asking, what's going on? Moon Young already told Song In she's not going to write anymore. Song In says, fine, he understands. It's about time she got tired of writing fairy tales. Why don't they just switch to a different genre? Song Jae agrees to finding a genre that better fits Moon Young's personality, but Moon Young says she will retire. She doesn't want to write anymore. She's going to spend her time doing what she wants. Gong Day. <laughs> <laughs> Song-in tells her not to say that. If it's because of the mental shock from the recent events, she could take a year off and... But Moon-young stops him. There are no more stories she wants to write. That's why. And she's going to sell the house. So he should stop hovering around her. He should go back to Seoul with Sung-jae. He's free now. Song-in says no. No way. I can't even imagine Song Sung Song. God. <laughs> Song Songy Song publishers without Ko Moon Young. I don't even know if I pronounced that right, but that's you got okay. It. You got it. And without you, none of my visions will come true. So that freedom is completely useless. Then he begs her to change her mind just this once. He'll be good to her. Moon Young tells him to stop whining. She's going to go take a nap because she didn't sleep much. So he should get lost. Sung Jae says that she guesses that Moon Young has really made up her mind this time. Why don't they find a different writer? Sung In stops her because does she really think he's being like this to sell books and make money? Yes. Writing fairy tales is the only way Moon Young can communicate with the world. It's the only way she could talk and breathe. If she doesn't want to do that anymore, it means she's just going to die. Okay, but you bring up a good point, because I feel like mm-hmm. they keep giving really mixed messaging on Songin. Because sometimes they'll be like, oh no, he actually has these really nice motivations, and he's really caring secretly. But then it, the way it wraps up is like, no, he is just kind of like a selfish comedic character. A truly morally gray character. <laughs> yeah, but even that's giving him too much credit, honestly. Yeah. But I still really like him. I like him. I honestly, I guess it's like I blame the show more than I blame him, if that makes any sense. Because I feel like they kind of yeah. just have him fill whatever role he needs to in the moment. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm more inclined to ble- believe that he is more caring than he comes across. Yeah. Even though that's kind of not the last impression we get of him. <laughs> yeah. Moon Young stops on the stairs because she hears what he says, but she continues without saying anything. Back at the hospital, Kong Tae's session is over, and Kong Tae says he'll come by from time to time, because Director Oh asked him to hang out. In return, can he plant a tree in the hospital garden? What kind of tree? And then they debate trees, and it makes me feel like I'm watching Dear Evan Hansen all over again. <laughs> nice. Moon Young is trying to sleep, but she's having nightmares about her mother. Kong Tae sits next to her and puts Mang Tae in her hand. She wakes, and shit's awkward. <laughs> hmm. 
Kante simply says that it seemed like she was having a nightmare. Moonyoung tells him to pack up and leave. She wants him to leave today. She just needs Mongte. She doesn't need Kante anymore. Oh, right. He already told her that, and he doesn't want anyone to rely on him, so that's good. Now he should hurry up and leave. Kante asks if she's really going to live alone. Moonyoung has been living alone all her life. People like her aren't able to live among others. It's better to be secluded. Why? Because that's how she was born. Kongtai. Yeah, what about Kongtai? But also, oh, like, Moonyoung's dramatic ass. It's boring yeah. to live alone. I was born in the shadows. They did not make me. Okay, Bane, calm I mean, down. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is what Jody's mom meant about Moonyoung and Kangtae being yeah. meant for each other. They're both, both dra- way too dramatic. <laughs> yes, they're both dramatic as hell. Living in their freaking castle. Yeah. Kangtae leans in slightly to tell her that she can't live by herself anymore. Why not? Because now she knows how it feels to feel warm at heart and to have a full stomach. So she should just admit that she's a little kid who wants to be loved. Kangtae puts his hand on the side of her face, which Moonyoung pushes away to hide under her covers, telling him not to be ridiculous and to just move out. Kangtae asks her if she wants him to tell her a story. No. <laughs> he does anyway, which she tells him to shut up, but he goes on. A long time ago, there lived two poor brothers who cared for each other very much. It was harvest season, so they both <laughs> harvested rice. <laughs> Sorry, it said they bother harvested rice. They bo- like, I guess. If we have they bothered to. We'll <laughs> they bothered to. The older brother was worried his little brother would run out of rice, so he secretly carried a sack of rice at night and left it in front of his little brother's house. The same day, the little brother also carried a sack of rice and put it in front of his older brother's house, thinking his brother might need more due to his large family. When they woke the next morning, they saw that they had the same amount of rice as before. They thought it was strange, so they did the same thing the next night, and it continued for days. Does Moonyoung know the moral of the story? And I was going to be so surprised if she did, because I was like, no? Yeah. <laughs> Siblings who care a lot about each other should live together so they won't end up doing pointless work. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah. Moonyoung scoffs, saying, what kind of moral is that? Songtae came up with it. Does she Bitch. not like Kongtae and Songtae? <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> you can definitely see she thinks that whenever he's like, Songtae came up with it. She went, ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Does she not like Kante and Songte? He knows she does, so they shouldn't do anything that'll waste their time. Kante doesn't care where they live, he just wants them to live together. Moonyoung doesn't respond. Kante tries to pull the covers off of her so they could talk, but she holds them tight. Then he stands shouting that could she stop being so stubborn? <laughs> Which makes her sit up asking, did you just yell at me? <laughs> Kante sheepishly says, no. He thinks his voice tends to sound louder in that room. He'll leave her to rest since she's tired. And he runs out of the room. That was so funny. Kangtae goes back to his room and Songtae asks if Kangtae told Moonyoung. Yes, but he only made it worse. Did Kangtae follow Songtae's instructions? Yes, Kangtae told her the story of the two brothers. Songtae bets Kangtae made it sound boring. Gosh. <laughs> Songtae, all right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
You hit Con- one lady with a book and suddenly you're the king of the world. <laughs> Conte leans back in the bed and says, whatever. Sante says, Conte isn't popular because he's so boring. <laughs> okay, just roast him. <laughs> roast him. Let's be honest. Blackpink is the most popular, which is a bold statement for this <laughs> show to make. Well, it's Sante is making the statement. True, true. Sante, that is a bold statement. I mean, I guess if I were a man of his persuasion, I would also probably think Blackpink is the most popular. <laughs> okay, that's fair. They would get my attention more than Gangte. Sorry. <laughs> Even this hair all pushed back like that in a suit? No. I'm lying. Wow. <laughs> no, if I were Songte. Oh. Ow. Oh. <laughs> me? As me? Man. I'd just be you overwhelmed either way. <laughs> I'd be like, Evelisa, it is time. <laughs> we must fight <laughs> for dominance. There can only be one there Lisa. Can only one Lisa. She'd win. She'd absolutely kick my ass. I have no doubt. <laughs> I would put my money on Lisa. <laughs> no specification <laughs> of which one. <laughs> nope. Kante is setting out dinner that night, but only Songtae comes down because Songtae called for Moonyoung, but she didn't respond. And then, like magic, she's there! <laughs> Kante tells her to come eat, but she asks if they could talk instead. When are they going to leave? Kante doesn't answer, instead saying Moonyoung should eat. Is Conte trying to be a living cook? They should go back to where they used to live. They can't. Why not? The water pipe burst. The entire place flooded. It'll take days to fix. This and man we has love one line. <laughs> I know. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, we love a throwback excuse. I like to think that that's his only like when you originally happened and you were like, this man can't lie. Like, what if that genuinely is his only lie? I know. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, I was late for work. My pipe burst. Oh, sorry, I couldn't catch your call. My pi- I can't go get drinks with you. My pipe burst. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. Um, you know, boss, I gotta go home. The pipe burst at work, and I got drenched. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in fact, has happened to me at work. <laughs> Kelsey, the hero. <laughs> All I did was look at it, and then it poured on me, and I screamed and ran away. <laughs> I didn't know if the whole ceiling was collapsing, so I ran. Because we were all back at our desks, and we just hear, ah! <laughs> Kelsey getting drenched from ceiling water. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Then Kongte goes back to the kitchen, and Kongte is calling someone, but we don't know who. The next day at the hospital, one of the nurses wonders if they should tell the patients that Director O is retiring. She feels like the patients should know. Jody says things aren't stable because people keep quitting. If they tell them now, the patients will feel agitated. That's what Director O said. Should they plan a retirement party then? Director O enters then saying that it's not an honorable retirement. He's leaving because he's no longer qualified. I'm like, okay, speaking of dramatic people. I know. He asks everyone if they're done with their shift, and they are, so he says they should all go eat. Jody, however, wants to make a call first, and it's to Moonyoung asking for a favor. Moonyoung says no, she can't. 
But Jerdy's mom is sick, and Jerdy is worried about her. Jerdy can't get a hold of Sungjae or Songin because they went to a seminar, and Jerdy has the night shift. Moonyoung tells Jerdy to ask Kangtae, but Jerdy says, Could you go instead? Jerdy knows her mother is old, but she'll feel more comfortable around a woman. Can Moonyoung help? No, she can't. <laughs> Why would Jerdy ask Moonyoung to take care of her mother? And she hangs up. But Moonyoung is there anyway. Of course. Because she's a softie at heart. Yes. Moonyoung enters the house, and Jerdy's mother looks perfectly fine laughing at the TV. Moonyoung asks if she's really sick, and Jerdy's mom says, When Moonyoung is her age, she'll always be sick. <laughs> then she tells Moonyoung to sit and eat, because she heard Moonyoung hadn't eaten in a couple days. She tells Moonyoung to sit, and when she doesn't, Jerdy's mom says, Do you know how many people were involved in planning this so we could put something into that empty stomach? So the call Kangtae made was to Sangin. We see the whole planning process, and it's cute and endearing oh, so that cute. a person who had no one now has people who care about her, even if some of those people are only doing it because Kangtae asked. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Moonyoung finally sits to eat, and the food is too hot, so she swears. Jerdy's mom says, why would you swear like that with that precious mouth of yours? Then tells Moonyoung to blow on her food and eat it slowly, like she's two years old. Then she tells Moonyoung about how Kangtae called Songin for help to get Moonyoung to eat. Moonyoung then asks why everyone is being so nice to her. She's not their family. Jody's mom says, because you're pretty. And I couldn't. She's I... like, because you're pretty, you eat well, and it's nice how you like Kangtae for who he is, even though he has nothing to offer. Okay, thank you, because I really didn't like this, and I, I had, like, a whole rant about it, and I was like, Lisa, you're being too dramatic, but I'm glad you feel the same way! Yeah, no, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. Because I feel like this was a perfect time for her to say something like, because that's what people do, because being kind yeah. to people is a good thing, like, something yeah. not about Moonyang, just like, no, we're, we are good people, so we're being kind to you, but instead it's like, oh, because Moonyang... You're nice to Gangtae, so we're nice to you. Like, how is that yeah. the message? <laughs> but, yeah, because, like, even, like, people who have been kind of terrible, like, even when, like, you can't give anything in return, like, you are, like, people can... I, 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 I get what you're getting Cut that all out. Cut sure. all that out. No. Okay. It, but, yeah, just... <sighs> Yeah, it's like, they're good people. And she's like, well, whether you like it or not, you're kind of a part of this family now. You're part of this group. So even if you're kind of awful to us or you don't give anything back to us, we're still going to give to you because, like, you're our chosen family now. Like, this is us now. Exactly. And I feel like that's such an, a nice wrap-up of the message we've been kind of receiving this whole time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I wasn't a yeah, huge so fan. Me either. Moonyoung then continues to eat, and Jaesoo comes over asking <laughs> if he can have some food too, which I was like, it's such a dramatic entrance. They're like, look, it's Jaesoo, and I'm like, we saw him like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I know. It's like, and? Question yeah. It's very funny. At the hospital, Songtae and Kangtae plant the tree and put their family portrait on it. Songtae asks if it's their mother's tree. Yes, and whenever they miss her, they just need to go there. Sorry, I thought about your episode. <laughs> I know! 
I may cry. Oh that my was, god! I saw you like get choked up during that, like saying it. It's very funny. Oh no! Oh. I couldn't. I couldn't. I cried so hard. Oh. Because Santi's flipping through his book and he's just sobbing and he's like, "I'm so happy. I don't understand why I'm crying." I know. Oh, it was precious. Oh, I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. You okay. can do this. Woo. Okay. <laughs> Songtae then talks to the tree, saying that the picture is their new family photo, and tells their mom about Moonyoung. She looks prettier with long hair, but Kongtae cut it, <laughs> and I appreciate a man who never lets things go. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kongtae then speaks, saying he grew up well, didn't he? Songtae says, yes, you grew up well, and so did I. Mom, I hope you also grow up into a big tree. Kongtae continues saying that from now on, he'll take good care of Songtae. Songtae tells him that their mom didn't have Kongtae so he could take care of Songtae. That's not why their mom gave birth to Kongtae. Older brothers are supposed to take care of younger brothers, and that's why Songtae hit that bad woman on the back of the head. Songtae protected him while he was sleeping. Kongtae says that Songtae is right and that Songtae was born to protect him. Songtae says yes, but Kongtae is all grown up now so he can take care of himself. <laughs> <laughs> you set those boundaries, Songtae. Songtae is busy now. Then he says bye and leaves. <laughs> Kongtae asks, Mom, did you hear that? Then he follows after Songtae. Moonyoung and Jaesoo are chatting about Kongtae. Jaesoo thinks he might be a psychopath because he's way too cold-hearted and indifferent. Moonyoung agrees. She hates when he sometimes puts on a fake expression. Jaesoo is so excited someone agrees right? and sees it too. On top of that, Kongtae is out of his mind. Does she know what Kongtae said to him the last time at Jaesoo's restaurant? Serengeti. Does she even know where that is it's in africa kante wanted to go there even though he doesn't have a passport moonyoung asks why why that's crazy which catches jaesu off guard and s slightly scared when she shouts at him why he should be moonyoung comes back to the mansion that night to find sante asleep on the stairs and moonyoung gives an endeared smile she sits next to him saying i go to I wake him up Songtae asks if she went somewhere. She reeks of alcohol. Moonyoung asks Songtae if he can ask Kongtae what excuse he's going to use tomorrow to stay in the mansion. She went to Jerdy's house and the water pipe was fine. Songtae says, over my dead body again, which makes Moonyoung smirk, smile, the, the, a, an expression. She has an, an expression. <laughs> Does he have a death wish? Songtae just says, what? Oh, here, you need to check my homework. Moonyoung told him to give it up. She's no longer doing fairy tales. Songtae insists that she check his homework so he can become an illustrator. If she doesn't write, then he'll publish a book with someone else. He wants to keep drawing, which... Go after your dreams, right? Songtae. Don't... Yes, do it. Yes. Moonyoung says, my gosh, you have no loyalty. You're just going to work with whomever? <laughs> Sante says no. He'll be working with a real partner. Finally, Moonyoung agrees to look at his work. The first is a sketch of Kongtae sleeping after he said in his sleep that he liked someone. That's how Kongtae looks when he's happy. It's not fake. He's really happy. 
Songtae drew it when he saw it for the first time. Then Songtae says, it's a happy expression. Why are you crying? Moonyoung says, because it's beautiful. Does she want the drawing? Yes, she wants it. Can she have it? Songtae rips it out and lets her have it for free. Oh, wow. You're right. Wow. A generous, then, a generous man. A generous man. <laughs> then he says that he really wants to publish a fairy tale book. He wants to take his book and show it to his mom. He wants to tell her that he's an illustrator. That confuses Moon Young, so Songtae tells her about how they planted a tree for her at the hospital. <laughs> She's like, uh, your mom's dead. Right? <laughs> the next day, Moon Young goes to visit the tree and sees their family portrait on it. She says, I'm sorry. Then Kangtae is there standing next to her. He admits that he followed her. Her hobby is to kidnap people. His hobby is to tail them. Which, like, also, somehow he knew to dress up for the occasion. I know! Well, Moonyoung does like him in a suit. And so does the audience. Yeah, we all do. And he makes himself laugh when he says this. And it's like, <laughs> you should never say you're stalking yeah, exactly. a girl. Ever. <laughs> I'm good at tailing people. Ha ha ha! <laughs> Moonyoung asks if he thinks that's funny. Kangtae admits that he may not be funny, but he does want to impress her. He'll keep trying. He'll do everything he can to overcome what happened and cope with it. So please stop pushing him away. Let him stay by her side. Moonyoung simply starts walking away, but Kangtae walks in front of her, holding out his hand, asking, How about this? How will she compensate for his injured hand? Moonyoung apologizes because she made him get hurt, and she continues her walk to her car. Kangtae runs up the steps and shouts after her, I love you, and she turns around. But she continues walking away as he <laughs> continues to say that he loves her. And we love parallels. There's so many in this show. It loves bringing back those moments. Yeah, because I was like, wow. Because we kept saying, like, what if the tables were turned? And they really turned those tables. And yes. I was like, hmm, interesting. interesting. But this one was worse because he meant it. I know. <laughs> she was just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Back at the mansion, Moonyoung is looking at the flowers Kangtae gave her a while ago. Kangtae enters and says, I love you. Is that not it? Is it something else? She throws the flowers down to stand in front of him, which I loved. I loved seeing her, like, kind of over him, kind of looking down yes. at him. Yes. I loved that. Yeah, like, she has the power here. Mm-hmm. She says, if you tell me you love me one more time, I might just... She goes to walk away, but Kangtae stops her. And asks, you might just what? Which <laughs> I'm so mad at you, bro. I just want to kiss you. <laughs> then he gives her a small peck saying, do this. Ooh. Then he picks her up bridal style and sets her down on the desk. <laughs> Which for some reason looked so funny to me. Because <laughs> it's kind of just look... like a, a scoop. <laughs> yeah, that didn't look funny to me. This next part was awkward as hell. The desk makeout? Well, this was pre-makeout. Pre-makeout, We didn't get yeah. the makeout this, this episode. We love a desk makeout. He sets her down on the desk. (laughs) Kante leans in for a kiss, but Moonyoung keeps leaning away. This dramatic, sappy music plays, and I can't help but laugh because they're not kissing, and it's slightly awkward. Yeah, yeah, because it's just the continued lean. Yeah, because it's less awkward the next episode. Right. Because they don't don't just keep leaning, because I feel like they did it in two takes where they just kept leaning. Yes. And And the next episode, it's like they're slight leaning, and then they kiss, and it's like, okay. Anyway, 
It's and then it's like, will they kiss? Who knows? <laughs> Tune in next end, time. That is the end of episode fifteen. And spoiler alert: they do kiss in episode. Oh man! 16. I, well, there's no point in going on now. You've spoiled it. <sighs> I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> that's all that happens in episode sixteen. Yeah, I, well, even this episode, it was like, okay, we we solved the whole mom thing in like ten minutes. What now? I, know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess it's still working through Moon Young's issues, but yeah, I was just like, how is there still so much more of the show? That I I had the same questions, and but I liked how it wrapped everything up. I do agree. <laughs> I have so many questions for your episode. Not questions. I was going to say, like, I don't I have like, answers. But <laughs> I just, like, want to know your takes on it. Because, I don't know. Because you said one time that you don't, you tend not to like how they just, like, wrap everything up in bows. Which I feel like this show did. They, like, wrapped everything up oh, in, like, I only bows. But don't... I like how they did it, though. No, I guess I like resolution. I don't like things being wrapped up with bows without having a... A clear path as to how they got there. Ah. Like, a la, like, Game of Thrones, kind of, of just, like, and everybody was happy, and you're like, but, wait, were they? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, how are we gonna pick a king? Yeah. Um, we're just gonna pick Bran over here. Yeah. Spoiler alert. That's more what I mean of, like, I don't like bows of just, like, and it's over. <laughs> like, wait, what? But, no, this one, I actually, I think, yeah, oh, I know, I really, I really like the way this ended, but. Yeah. Yeah. All right. With that. Episode 16. <laughs> Episode 16, Finding the Real Face. We pick up at the desk makeout session, but the deer once again interrupts them, and this time, Gangte yells at it. <laughs> this breaks the tension, and both he and Munyang laugh. But then they're making come-hither eyes at each other, and they really do kiss, and not gonna lie, it's pretty great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a very good kiss. Uh, yeah. They no do have bad kisses in this Good show. chemistry. Mm-hmm. Tae is at Jody's mom's house, elated because he got Song in to sign a contract saying he would publish Song Tae's fairy tale sometime in the future. Jaesu comes into the room and asks why Song Tae is there. Song Tae tells Jaesu he wants to quit working for him. Poor Jaesu is shocked and tries to bargain with Song Tae to stay. He looks frantic. Sangte explains it's because he wants to become a full-time illustrator, but Jaesu doesn't take this very well and has to struggle to hold back tears as he says, I wanted to be cool when I let you go. <laughs> Sangte tells him to face it. He isn't cool. <laughs> Get him, Sangte. Uh, Jaesu's just losing everybody. <laughs> I know. Jaesu writes. But this wasn't Jaesu writes moment, was it? No. Okay, I had a feeling. Kelsey just randomly texted me on Friday, Jaysu writes. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> sobs. Jaysu writes. I was like, all right. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> if I can guess what it is. I think there's only one possible explanation. Yeah. She's just like, you'll know when you see it. Yep. And did you? I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> the makeout sesh has ended and is now a lay your head in my lap while I stroke your hair sesh. Moonyang asks Gangte what he told his mom about her when he hung her photo on the tree. He says he told his mom that Moonyang is Sangte's best friend and the woman he loves, that the three of them are a family now and she shouldn't worry. Moonyang worries that his mother wouldn't like her. 
Let's be honest, Gangte says. You're not exactly likable. <laughs> why do you want to be likable? Just be good to me. Then Moon Young says she's sleepy. She's sleepy. <laughs> Gangte looks startled. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think he would fall for it, but you know. I know. I'm like, I don't blame you, Moon Young. Sometimes you have to be real transparent with this boy. Yep. We cut back to Songtae bunkering down for the night at Jody's mom's house. Jisoo asks why, and Songtae says it's because Gangtae and Moonyoung need to make up on their own. <laughs> more like make out on their own. <laughs> I like how Songtae is more in the know than Kangtae even is. I know. <laughs> Jisoo looks at him fondly and gives Songtae a hug. When will I ever become a big brother like you? He asks. Sangtae tells him he needs a sibling. His parents need to have another baby. But Jaesu just wishes he had Sangtae for an older brother. <laughs> you can make exceptions for Moonyoung. I don't understand why you can't make exceptions for Jaesu, but whatever. I agree. That's the one thing I'm angry at Sangtae for. Yeah, I, Jaesu, they played him too much as a comedic character. I had too much fondness for him. Sorry, I thought it was superlative. Keep going. Nice. <laughs> The next morning, we follow a trail of discarded clothes to Moonyoung and Gangtae cuddling in bed. Nice job, you kids. The only thing I could think of was, we don't often get to check that one off of the K-drama bingo. Rarely. (laughs) And for them both to be, like, naked under the sheets. I was like, oh, okay, okay. She was sleepy and so was he. (laughs) Gante makes breakfast for Moonyang, who comes in and gives him a back hug. The sex must have been good because she is glowing. Gante. <laughs> like, she looks on cloud nine. <laughs> it's like, Gante, where did you learn how to do yeah, this? And how can you, you teach that? the rest of the male population? <laughs> Gante chooses this moment to tell her that he quit his job. He tells her he wants to go to school, but Moonyoung again tells him not to. Just stay by her side like a parasite. I have a knife, Gangtae threatens, and Moonyoung retracts her statement. <laughs> Gangtae asks about her plans. Moonyoung says there's nothing she wants to write about. What about the story about the three people in the camping car? Gangtae asks. I want to show it off since you and Songtae worked on it, which I thought was such a cute thing to say. I know. Also, Kangtae, keep on not taking Moonyoung's shit. Yes. Love it. Yes. I like, they finally reached that middle point. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I love how he just, like, stuck up the thing. It was like, (laughs) I told you I had a knife. And I was like, yes, threatener. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Any other couple, I would be like, whoa, okay, pump the brakes. But this one, I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Stab her. (laughs) (laughs) Moonyoung shows him the drawing Songtae did of the smiling Gangtae. Gangtae says, this doesn't look like me, which is just real rude to Songtae. <laughs> okay. It's called abstract. <laughs> I don't know what it would be called. Gangtae's a realist. You know, Songtae, it's just his art style. Yeah. It's stylized. Okay, Gangtae? There we go. Yes, stylized. But I think he's talking about the smile, so it's fine. Moonyoung says she changed some things about the book, but she's going to publish this one. She doesn't know about the future, though. Gangtae smiles back at her. Who do you like more? Moonyoung asks. Me or Songtae? Gangtae says the person he likes most is myself. <laughs> my, <laughs> my goodness, that was so cheesy. <laughs> I loved that so much. I hated it. 
Oh my gosh, <laughs> I loved it. It was great. If I were Moon Young, I'd go back and get that knife and just be like, sorry, man. <laughs> this is warranted. Director O is playing Go, I think that's what it's called, with Mr. Khan. Director O wins, but he calls Mr. Khan out for losing on purpose. Mr. Khan says he is trying to cheer the director up. Director O gives Mr. Khan a gift, some shoes that were made for walking right out of this hospital. Mr. Khan is thankful. These shoes director- are made for walking. And that's just, that's what, just they'll what they'll do. do. One of these days, these shoes are going to walk, walk all over right you. out of this hospital. Yeah. <laughs> also, does your shirt say saddle up for sire sire okay yes i like couldn't decide if it said sire or if it was just like another word for sir like saddle up for <laughs> sir i was in a sex horse call i don't know if you know <laughs> i just no. want to make sure it's sire which is an acronym for something i don't know <laughs> Sorry, that was my only question. <laughs> it's fine. We'll allow it. Yeah. Oh, but, okay, so sorry. Speaking of my shirt. <laughs> we weren't. <laughs> I know. Speaking of shirts. Yes. My mom asked me about my shirt today. It was so funny because she, she liked what does it. it say? It says, be kind and work hard. Oh, okay. It's from the Rooster Teeth Convention. That's what I thought, yeah. And so I told she was like, I like that. Where'd you get it? And I was like, oh, the Rooster Teeth Convention. And she was like, the what? Yeah. And I was like, uh, I was like, oh, they're like a production company. They do a lot. Yeah. And, um, and she was like, and so she we got slightly distracted because Ray was asking me something. And, she, and my mom goes, so what's the rooster? <laughs> so what's the rooster? <laughs> What are you kids doing with that rooster? <laughs> and I said, no, rooster teeth. Like, that explained <laughs> <That's>, yeah. anything. <laughs> that was no help. That's so funny. I know. And then you make a good point of, like, how do I even describe them? Like, yeah. There's no real equivalent. Yeah. Because then yesterday she asked me about my shirt because I was wearing my she my Shiro she, shirt. Shiro shirt. Nice. Yeah. It's number one space dad. And it she is. was like, she, like, looked at him and was like, who is that on your shirt? Am I supposed to know him? And I was like, I don't know. Yes, I was like, this are. is Shiro. And she's like, why do I recognize that? I was like, I told you a little bit about <laughs> I told you a little bit about it. Because I love him. Yeah, because I was like, it, it's it's basically a re- one of the remakes of the 80s co- cartoon Voltron. And she was like, I, I vaguely know of that. And I went, good job, Mom. Good job. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, he's my favorite. Shiro, number one space dad. Yes. Hey, it's not a K-drama, but watch Voltron. Yes. That's uh, your PSA for the day. Yes. Yes. You anyway. traded a TikTok reference of the week for a animated series. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, sorry, that was totally off topic. Um, we love tangents here. <laughs> Don't apologize. Uh, Director O then stumbles across Cha Young napping in the supply closet. He looks disappointed, but he leans over and kind of caresses his son, saying, I feel so bad for him. <clears throat> then Byul, Judy, and Dr. Kwan hear Cha Young yelling, Dad, it hurts, and are all startled to see Director O dragging Cha Young into the hallway. They're just <laughs> as surprised as we were to find out the two are father and son. Yep. Director O announces he's taking his son with him when he retires, which sounds like a fine gig to me. <laughs> I agree. 
I thought he was staying because he didn't director O say watch over him or just or is that just like until he retires I don't remember yeah I don't know I don't know if he was like I'm taking with me in the moment or I'm taking him with me forever (laughs) yeah I don't know I like how you have a prop now you have a lovely item it jingles cute that audio is gonna be fun. <laughs> it's it's one of my baby teddy bears from Aww. when I was a kid. Because I'm in my childhood bedroom right now and I'm highly distracted. <laughs> it's okay. You can keep him. If you need comfort, it's a lot. It's a lot. This is a lot. This episode. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> she has all the stuffed animals. I, I have all the stuffed animals. Oh, I'm so alone. <laughs> <laughs> any stuffed animals nearby, but also that. (laughs) I have nobody. Speaking of uh, horse sex cults, I started reading (laughs) Red, White, and World Blue. And I got to the part where he's like, I hate that you're in this polo out. I mean, I I mean, take it off. No, don't take it off. And he's just like, I'm confused. He's like, I am also confused. (laughs) I was cracking up. Oh my god! I do. I I never knew. I like what a way to start a story, Lisa. <laughs> Speaking. Well, because of course, because I was like, this is yeah. Like, I am so excited you're reading that. Oh my god! I yeah. love it so much. I literally read it. Oh yeah, I read it in like two days. I, I mean, yeah, I started it last night. I'm already almost halfway through. So. It's so, it's just so fun. It's just a very, so like, wholesome. fun, light read. Yes. Yeah. I'm, like, also uh, in love with Henry, but it's fine. Uh, what a mood. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm, like, kind of mad at how much I like Henry, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Prince Charming. <laughs> Lisa is apparently Alex. <laughs> anyway, if you haven't read Red, White, and Royal Blue, you should. <laughs> At breakfast, Sangte <laughs> announces that. <laughs> like okay. snorting. I yeah, sorry, because it was just like we had like this whole book tangent, and we were so excited, and then it was just like <laughs> at breakfast. <laughs> just the contrast. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> I was thinking of. Can I possibly leave in me saying speaking of sex horse <laughs> Probably, I will. <laughs> uh, okay, at breakfast. <laughs> I could see that that line becoming like a t-shirt or something. <laughs> Just speaking of sex, of horse sex cults. <laughs> Sante announces he quit his job too, so they're all jobless now. Hooray! <laughs> Yay, unemployment! Yay! That reminds me of when... Oh, sorry, no. I'm not I'm not going to keep <laughs> interrupting you. It's okay. <laughs> that, just remi- that just reminds me when Hobie was on Live and he was, like, applauding people for <laughs> stuff, and somebody was like, I'm unemployed now, or something like that, and he goes, yay! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trying to be supportive, but... <laughs> so funny. Oh, God. Anyway, Bless. continue. I will be quiet. Well, no, that would be very bad if you were quiet. At least a few minutes to let you get (laughs) through some of your notes. (laughs) Moonyoung tries to brag about getting laid, but Gangtae cuts her off to tell Songtae that his illustrations are going to get published. Yay! 
Munyang says it's a reward for doing his homework well, but he's not getting the camping car. The problem is that Songtae no longer has a little brother who needs to move a lot, so they don't need the car anymore. She'll pay him instead with money. Gangtae argues, but Songtae agrees to the money. Gangtae laughs that they really are best friends. Songin and Munyang are at a coffee shop, and I can't tell if Songin has a really dark beer or a really foamy coffee in a strange glass. Yeah, I couldn't tell either. <laughs> I think like, it's the only thing I paid attention to the whole time. Yeah. Songin is mad about when Munyang announced that they'd published the last book in the Murder of the Witch of the West series. People think he's a fraud now, but Munyang actually hands over the manuscript. She tells him if he publishes it, it will make up for all the money he spent bribing people because of her. Then she hands over another envelope. Now choose. This is my last book. You can't publish them both. You can either publish my mother's book or my book. The choice is yours. Songin thinks it over and of course chooses Munyang's book. He's not going to publish a book by someone who caused her so much pain. Besides, he likes her books a lot more than her mother's. Munyang smiles and they leave, spilling coffee over Munyang's mom's manuscript as they go. Sungjae shows up then, but just watches as an employee cleans up the table. Songin is telling Jody's mom about the new book, and she's of course very excited for Songtae. He's going to be able to work for authors even after Moonyoung retires. Judy comes in then and her mom's demeanor changes completely. She lets out an aigu and says she's so sad about Songin moving back to Seoul. Judy asks when that's going to be and Songin doesn't know whenever he finds a new office. Judy looks a little panicked and her mom notices. Sungjae comes in and Songin asks about the manuscript for the murder of the Witch of the West. She was supposed to grab it when he left it behind. He texted her. But he goes to look at his phone and realizes it wasn't Sungjae he texted, it was Moonyoung. Whoa. Moon <laughs> I know. Moonyoung reads the text and curses him. She gets out of the car and we see she's at a detention center. She's there to see her mom, who I'm I'm going to call her Hangja. It's really just this one scene. Yeah. The conversation basically goes how you'd expect, with Hangja trying to convince Moonyoung she loved her and just tried to turn her into a strong woman. But Moonyoung needs to leave her new family behind to do that. Moonyoung doesn't fall for it at all, telling her mom she feels sorry for her. You only have an appetite and know nothing about warmth. Unlike you, I've learned how warm and nice it feels. Basically, it's a much needed closure for Moonyoung as she promises to erase her mother from her memory, which is an interesting contrast to remember and overcome it that we've heard so often. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I we guess it kind of, I feel like it gets balanced out by the thing Songtae says. Yeah. Yeah. Hengja yells at Moonyoung that she can never erase her mother, but Moonyoung just tells her butterfly. You once told me that the word psyche for butterfly meant psycho, but I've learned now that it means healing, and she leaves. Songtae is... Nope. Songtae is back to painting at the hospital, covering up the butterfly. He makes it clear he's not erasing it, just painting over it with something better. Moonyoung thinks back to the conversation with her mother about the butterfly and agrees with Songtae. Some things you can't erase, you just need to cover them up with something better. Which, yeah, I feel like it's kind of that compromise mm -hmm. between, like, remember and revel in it and, like, feel sad or, like, forget it entirely. Yeah. It's, like, accept it, make something better of it. Yeah. Also, like, after that whole scene happened, I just want to be, like, Moonyoung, again, you did well. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Gangtae visits Jaesoo at his restaurant, and he always comes in here looking so guilty and frankly is justified. Yeah. <laughs> 
He tells Jaesu he's leaving to go study, and Jaesu offers to go with him. They can get a better education together. Gangtae asks if that's what he really wants. Jaesu admits, not really. Gangtae tells Jaesu to stop following him. Do what you want to do and go where you want to go. Jaesu is upset and wonders if he's useless. Gangtae smiles and calls Jaesu big brother. Jaesu looks up shocked. Gangtae says he's going to treat him like an older brother now. It's better to have a lot of big brothers. I was able to hold on because you were there by my side. You made me feel less lonely. Thank you, Jaesu. And Jaesu's ah. crying, and I'm smiling because thank you. Finally, this boy gets the credit he deserves. Jaesu writes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, this was Jaesu writes. Yes. I, I literally have goosebumps. Oh, like, no. finally. Finally, yes. Uh, <gasps> he gets the recognition that he deserves, and just. He gets the place in the family that he deserves. Yes. And oh. the way that, like, you could, the way it just immediately overwhelms him. I know. And it's like all he needed was a little thank you, but he never even got that. And he I deserved know. it. And it, oh, oh, I'm so happy. Me too. And he also keeps asking Gangte to call him over, uh, Big Brother, over and over again. <laughs> it's very funny. Just like, it's like Young. Say, it okay. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. Young. Say it again. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah, <laughs> um, can you put your hands on the table? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, like, <laughs> accurate. Sangin and Sungjae are digging through the trash trying to find the manuscript. I don't know why I said trash like that. <laughs> Sungjae calls him out for being a liar, but Sangin swears he's not going to publish the book. Just keep it on hand as an investment. Songin starts chewing Sungjae out, and she finally yells back at him, telling him she quits. Judy goes home to find Sungjae stinking up her room. Songin texts her asking if she's doing anything right now. She smiles, and they meet up for some drinks. He's stinky too. He admits <laughs> that he fought with Sungjae, and Judy tells him to be nicer to that kid. Songin corrects her. Sungjae is six years older than Judy, and just pretends to be young and dumb because that's the best thing a girl can be in this world, a beautiful little fool. Oh, God. <laughs> Shout out to the three separate teachers who made me read The Great Gatsby. <laughs> oh, my God. I only had to read it twice. Uh, and one professor tried to convince one. our class that it was an epic love story. And that's we were all so like, funny. no. It's a lot, but not that. Yeah. <laughs> There are so many things, but not that. Yeah, it's like, you should not be basing your love life off of this story. Like, probably any story, but, like, this story specifically, you should not yes. be basing your love life off of it. It's like, sure, yes. this is probably why you're still single at 45. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not that it's bad that you, you're you single, but he was like, he's, like, actively looking, and it's like, sir. Yeah, if you're looking for Daisy, mm, don't. <laughs> don't. Jodi is shocked to find this out since she's been speaking informally to Sungjae this whole time. Songin promises to teach Jodi how to be a better judge of character. We cut back to Sungjae to find that she actually did find this manuscript, and that's what's been sneaking up the room as she's hid it under the bed covers. She's planning to stress Songin out for a month and then return it to him. But also, in the meanwhile, she's sleeping with literal trash, so I don't know who's the real winner here. I know! She's, like, gagging the entire time, and I was like... <gasps> I, I did not like that. <laughs> Who's winning here? Like, yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> so I have to be like, Gongtae can relate. But that's mean. We like Moon Young now. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to make the joke. Oh, man. 
Yeah, if this was, if he, like, slept with her that first time, she wanted to sleep with him, I would have agreed with you. Now Moon Young is a changed woman. <laughs> she's a change. She's a prize. <laughs> Gong Tae comes into the library to find Song Tae and Moon Young asleep after a long day of working on the book. He picks up a page that says, Finding the Real Face, the title of the book. He smiles as he sees their name. He smiles as he sees their names on it. He smiles as he's their one collective name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some time passes, and the next thing we see is Songin and Sung Jae coming to the Cursed Castle to show off the newly published books. Sung Jae very cutely presents the book to Song Tae, who is over the moon about his illustrations and photo being in there. He runs off, and they all follow. Songin admits to Sung Jae that he's worried this book won't do well since it's so different from Moon Young's usual style. If only he had secured the manuscript for the murder of the Witch of the West. Sung Jae tells him not to worry. His gut feelings have always been wrong. Song Tae goes to his mom's tree to show off the book. <sighs> Sounds really dumb, but it's quite cute. <laughs> <laughs> While Gang Tae and Moon Young watch happily, Sung Tae starts to read the book but can hardly keep from crying because he's so happy. The story saw. is that once upon a time, there lived three people who had their real faces stolen by the Shadow Witch. The boy wore a mask with an awkward smile. The princess was loud but all empty inside, and there was also a man who was trapped inside a box. The three people couldn't make expressions or show their feelings, so they always misunderstood each other and fought. Sangte can't continue because he's crying so much, and Gongte <laughs> is crying now too. It's probably the cutest scene in the whole heckin' show. It is. Oh my god! Like, I mm, yeah, I cried. That that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I was like, I was teary eyed during the Jaisu thing, but then this whole thing happened, and I was a mess. Yeah, but, this uh, was. It was such a good scene. It was so well done. Uh, it was so well done. They're having a book launch at the hospital yeah <laughs> yeah sung jay doesn't think any press will show up because of the lie they told about the murder of the witch of the west being released jody's mom and director oh are looking at song tae's mural it's lovely and has a beautiful butterfly at the center jody's mom tells director oh she thought he was a quack but he must be a competent doctor after all Director Oh says it was all Song Tae. And by the way, she looks nice today. He asks if he can stop by her house from time to time, yells about it to the whole room, and then laughs when Judy's mom tries to beat him up. <laughs> I ship it so much. Right. <laughs> They're interrupted by a voice, and they look over to see Miss Kong is back, aka the lady who thought Moon Young was her daughter. She seems to be doing great now. Yes. All the patients are going to the book launch party, but Jong Tae stays behind to look for someone. It's of course Autumn, and she comes running up at the last moment, and they have a cute mom and are so happy to see each other. She looks so pretty too. She looks gorgeous. Ugh. It's that American air. <laughs> <laughs> All the corona. <laughs> Shouldn't joke. <laughs> Smile so you don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You are crying. <laughs> I'm laughing instead of crying. Well, no, I spit on myself. <laughs> spit on yourself so you don't cry. Uh. Cha Young also shows up, but brings a guitar and looks less himbo and more Chad. Ew. I didn't like it. Yeah, no. Chad Young. <laughs> I can't. No. Jaisu is also there in a suit looking fresh. He yeah. and Sung Jae have a real moment, and I'm not mad about it. I'm not either. Okay, 
okay, we see you. Because like I d- I did the same thing though. Because he walked down, I went hmm, hmm, okay, hmm, okay. I just want everyone to be happy. Same. Judy and Buell hear someone muttering to themselves, and it's Guido. I was so excited to see him. Me too. I missed him. Me too. I don't know why I was so excited, but I was. I'm glad you felt it. Ugh. I was so happy to see him. Ugh. He is, so yeah, he was only in like two episodes, but like he was like one of my favorite characters. Yes. He's just so lovable. He is. Ugh. Buell th- agrees because she yeah. is also super blown away now. But I guess he's more attracted to her fully dressed because she's like, ooh, look at you. And I was like, you have already seen him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you're having this. Sudden this revelation. revelation. Yeah. yeah. He does yeah. clean up very nicely, though. He does. He does. He's and now he's to- like, yeah. Oh, Yeah, sorry, he's you're... studying to work for the government, which is so cute. And she's like, wow, he's going to have a job. He's going oh, to be employed. The bar is low, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's already seen him naked, so she's yeah. like, I already know that. And that, like, uh-huh. And now he's going to have a job. Yeah. You know this who doesn't have a job? Is... Gongte. So. Yeah. He has nothing to offer, apparently, <laughs> according to Jordy's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Get him. <laughs> also, Guido asks, where's my handsome Gongte? Which, of course, just <gasps> immediately set my brain in a certain direction. <laughs> but we won't I... go there. <laughs> No. Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, wait. I think I have a new ship. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Why did you just show up in episode 16? I know. Ugh. Where have you been? But yeah, he was like, yeah, my handsome Conte. And I was like, yes. Okay. I'm Yes. This, Where this is one. <laughs> this one. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> I just wanted them to see each other again and have an interaction, but they didn't. We cut to Munyang and Songtae arguing about who gets to narrate the book. Gangtae has to go full mom mode and threatens that neither of them can do it if they don't stop fighting. <laughs> At the launch, we see that they decided to split the story and Munyang begins. Songtae picks up from where we left off before with the boxman telling the other two that if they wanted to stop fighting, they had to get their faces back. So they hopped in their camping car and went on a journey. They run into a crying mother fox who is clearly inspired by Miss Kong. She's lost her baby, and this makes the masked boy cry, which melts the snow and reveals the frozen baby fox underneath. They continue on and run into a clown who is dancing naked in a field of thorns. Wonder who that could be. (laughs) The emotionless princess asks why he's dancing when the thorns are hurting him. The clown tells her this is the only way he feels like people will look at him, but it hurts and no one's looking. The princess walks into the field of thorns and starts dancing with him. I'm an empty can, so it won't hurt, even if I get pricked by the thorns. And a bunch of people came by to watch their dance. Then Munyang and Songtae start legit fighting over who reads next, and we cut away. <laughs> yeah. Gangtae catches Judy's mom alone and gives her a copy of the book. Songtae set it aside, saying that she, of all people, shouldn't have to buy the book. Judy's mom looks at it so fondly and opens it to find a very cute note from Songtae to his real er, to his fake real mom that makes her tear up. Gangtae asks if he can hug her. Judy's mom says he doesn't have to ask, and they hug while Gangtae thanks her. I keep saying this, but it was so sweet. It was so sweet. Did do we pan back to the book reading at all? Uh, no, I kind of just threw it away. <laughs> it was one of my favorite scenes uh because uh, i don't know i just loved how they were still so chaotic like i like that the show kept their relationship 
like that. Yes, because it's for like sure. they're not going to change like overnight. And I yeah, I just loved how they still argued and they were still so chaotic and how. Conte like tried to fix everything, but he just ended up falling, falling over, making it almost so much worse. He just falls now. Yeah, no, I do, and I think this was kind of what we we're saying from the beginning. Is like there's a way for Munyang to be kind of loud and and angry and aggressive and still have it be endearing. And we finally got there. Like it yeah. wasn't that way at the beginning, but yeah. now it is. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Oh, so that was good. But yeah. Dirty's mom, it was deserved. I'm finally, I'm, I'm really glad Song Tae finally got to a place where he was like, you're not my real mom, but I like you just as much as my real mom. Yeah, fake real mom. Yeah. <laughs> now it's Song In's turn. He's sitting on the steps outside the hospital, all sad because of the mess that just went down. Jody sits next to him and pats his shoulder, saying, It's okay, no one will know about what happened, but she's wrong. Sung-in hands over his phone to show that Sung-jae was live-streaming the whole mess. Jody comforts him by saying this could be an advantage in terms of marketing. Sung-in tells her she's a bad liar. Then Jody says it's okay if he falls because he's a strong person who will get back up. She's sad because she won't see him often now that he's moving back to Seoul. Sung-in tells her that he's not moving to Seoul. He got an office space here in Sung-jin City. Rent is expensive in Seoul. Why would he live there? Also, Judy's here, he tells her. Judy smiles and looks away, while Songin very tentatively puts his hand out to put his pinky over hers. Judy doesn't move, and I guess that's all we're gonna get. <laughs> but it was worth it. It was worth it. Like out of all the like this all this build up to just oh, we're gonna just hold pinkies hold here. Pinkies. And surprisingly enough, I wasn't that mad at it. I agree. You know, all pinky promises have to be sealed with a smooch. We established <gasps> You're that. Right. You're right. <laughs> Sangte and Munyang have made up, and our family of three is leaving the hospital. Director O oh stops them. He has something for them. It's a camping van. Yay. It's his payment to Sangte for the mural. Everyone is super excited and super grateful. Gangte says it's too much, but Director O oh insists it's to make up for what happened with Hengja. Just keep your word and hang out with me from time to time, he tells Gongtae. What was that? Sorry. <laughs> is that a it reminded, No, no, no. It reminded when he was like trying to be like, oh, this is too much. Like we can't accept this or whatever. It made me think of that quote from the perks of being a wallflower of what's his face going, stop trying to eat Christmas. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> He says it to what's her face? I don't know. So that was my thought. It was like, Conte, stop trying to eat Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that night, Gangte is trying to convince Sangte and Munyang to go on a trip, but neither one is very interested. Which I was like, why were they so excited to get the car then? But we find out. It's, yes. It's all an act, but it was too good, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Gangte gets so frustrated that he ends up drunk with Jesu and Songin. I like love an this scene. He feels like an outsider since Munyang and Songtae published a book together. <laughs> Songin and Jesu humor Gangtae, but most mostly just kind of baby him as he drinks. <laughs> they do think it's hilarious when Gangtae finally passes out drunk. Wait, it, this was like such a nice like reversal yes. of like all the other times Gangtae's gotten drunk. Uh, it's just uh, so good. I loved it so much. And I liked kind of the hint that, like, okay, sure, like, these three are the family unit, but 
Like, if anything, that now means that, like, Gongtae feels like he can have friends. Like, he's still Gong friends Tae with Jisoo and Song. And, yeah! Uh, I thought about that, and I was like, oh my god, he has friends. He still has, he can still get some, some drinks with the lads. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so cute. Gangtae stumbles home to find Munyang and Sangtae waiting on the stairs, packed and ready to go. They were putting on an act to surprise him, but clearly they did too well since Gangtae stormed out. They even have family t-shirts. <laughs> I can't. Munyang and Sangtae look so smug while Gangtae cries into their arms. He cries. <laughs> he cries so freaking much I over everything. But it just, uh, I feel so much better because now it's like, yeah, Conte's crying, but at least I could laugh at it. Yes, it no longer hurts. It, yes. Uh, it's, he's it's like, like, once you open that emotional doorway, he, he's just waterworks all the time. <laughs> Cannot not be emotional. <laughs> yeah, he just sobs as he hugs him. And I just, oh, it was so funny. It was so funny. And I like how they're just like, where the heck were you, dude? Like, oh my god. Like, I like that it's like Bunyang and Songtae and then Gongtae. <laughs> I know. It's like, you worried Songtae's gonna be left out? Mm-mm, nope. <laughs> nope. The next morning, they're off. Gongtae's hungover, though, so things are a little rough at the start. Bunyang teaches Songtae how to say bullshit, and they pull over to the side <laughs> of the road to eat noodles and let Gongtae toss his cookies. <laughs> There's some more to it, but that's basically the gist. I laughed so hard because, yeah, they started swiveling the car because <laughs> Moonyoung and Songtae were arguing, and then Kongtae was just like, we gotta like, pull please, over. Please just drive. <laughs> and then him just vomiting in a field yeah. with some And then they're just like, hey, you want some noodles? Like, they don't yeah. Even care. Oh, God. <laughs> Things are better for dinner, and it looks like they really do end up having the camping trip of their dreams. For the tenth time, it's very cute. Yes. Oh, uh, this whole episode, I love it. I don't know how Moonyoung managed to stay so styled the whole time, though. But I hey, know. you go girl. I, I was thought, like, you I don't have running it. water, but you're you're a ma- magician. You're you're a freak. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> in the best way. In the stylish way. Yeah. One night, Gangtae and Munyang sit alone by the campfire. Munyang apologizes. I'm sorry for hurting you twice physically. I really hope you'll never be hurt again. Gangtae smiles and nods. And thanks, Munyang continues, for bringing me on this trip. Gangtae remarks that this isn't like her, but Munyang just looks at him very seriously, telling him she loves him. For real. I really mean it. Then they smooch. Ah, it was good. Which I did like, though, that she specified, I'm sorry for hurting you physically. Like, all the emotional trauma I did, I am not sorry for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's Moonyoung. We're never getting a full apology. Exactly. You know, yeah. You you know it means a lot if she's being serious. Yeah. It's a new day, and Gangtae goes to talk to Sangtae outside. Gangtae tells his brother he's having so much fun. Sangtae asks how long does he want to keep going. Until we get tired of it, I guess, Gangtae responds. He then notices Sangtae's bag is packed. Sangtae tells Gangtae to keep going with Moonyang. I want to go somewhere else. He's having fun, but he wants to work. He wants to draw and make children's books. Kelsey is already going through it. I am. <laughs> They're more fun for him. Gangtae takes this in stride. Okay, then let's go back home. Sangtae tells him to keep playing. He'll go back alone. Someone's coming soon to pick him up. Moonyang comes up then, and Sangtae tells her the news that he's going to work for another children's book author. 
Moonyoung gently insists that she needs him, but Gangtae takes her hand to stop her. Will you be okay without me? He asks Songtae. Won't you need me? Moon Gangtae belongs to Moon Gangtae, Songtae responds. You belong to yourself, and I belong to myself. Gangtae begins to cry because there's no way we're making it through the last 10 minutes of the show without a good no. old fashioned Gangtae cry uh. session. <laughs> but they're bittersweet tears as he agrees that I belong to myself and you belong to yourself. Sangtae gets up, wiping Gangtae's tears, and I'm gives him a hug. <laughs> telling him not to cry and thanking him. Gangtae thanks his brother as well, telling him, I'm thankful you're my big brother. Munyang is crying too, but lets the brothers have their moment. Bitch, Song us too! <laughs> we are, the audience is crying. We're all crying. We really are. <sighs> Songin pulls up then, and Songtae gets in the car, waving goodbye and smiling at his family. As the two cars go their separate ways, Munyang continues narrating the story. They began a new journey to find their faces, and the evil shadow witch appeared in front of them once again. She kidnapped the masked boy, as well as the emotionless princess, cursing them by saying they will never be able to find their faces. Then she locked them up in a mole tunnel. The boxman found the tunnel, but the entrance was too narrow for him to go inside. The masked boy called out, telling him to leave before the witch returned, but the boxman mustered up the courage to take the box off his head and go inside. He saved the masked boy and the emotionless princess. Once outside, they laughed and laughed at the boxed man's face since it was covered in dirt from the tunnel. While laughing, the boy's mask and the girl's empty can fell off. The boxed man saw that their laughter and said, I'm happy. What the shadow witch had stolen from them was not their happiness, but their courage to find happiness. And with these words, we see scenes of Gangtae, Sangtae, and Munyang walking together happy. End of episode 16, and it's okay to not be okay. Oh, I, oh, oh. Mood. I, yeah, I think this is my favorite ending to a drama ever. Granted, I haven't seen a whole lot of (laughs) K-dramas. Well, no, because, I mean, this is a thing, because, like, I have... I like I think that ending bumped this show up so much in my book because it mm-hmm. was so good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, I, I think we've talked about how I have like a love hate relationship with K drama endings, and I a mean, lot of same. times they are. Yeah, yeah, they are very. Ugh, but this one was so good, and particularly as a K drama, I mm-hmm. yeah, round of applause for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I finally understand why this was at ninety percent on that. Yes. And I, I love, absolutely love that it all ends up being about Song Tae. I think that was such a perfect way to end I it. I agree. Because he yeah. really was the glue that held them all together he and held really the was. show together. Because yeah. if it was just a romance, like, I, I, you know, that was the thing that we had the most problems with. Mm-hmm. And so I, I liked that it, it didn't stick to that because that made me like it so much more. Yeah, yeah. Because we literally were like, we would not keep watching this if this was just the romance. No. We, we're here for the brothers right now. Yes. And, like, the romance ended up being fine. But yeah. really, yeah, it, it's all about Songtae and his relationship with Gangtae and his relationship with Moonyoung and his relationship with everyone and, and how they all grew together through Songtae. And, oh, yeah, that yeah. that final, like, hug and him going off on his own, like, oh, it, it just, it was such an emotional punch. It was so good. Yeah, it was mostly, it felt like it was Songtae saying, I think you've grown up enough now. It's time for me to go off and do my own thing. Like, it felt like a send-off from Sante, where Kante thought it was him the whole time being like, oh, I have to care for 
and help Songte grow. And Songte's like, nah, fam. Who do you? <laughs> yes. That's such a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, it, 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 it was beautiful. Yeah, like, it wasn't me holding on to you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, completely uh, agree. Final discussion? What? Sorry, it was just funny. Okay. Are you chewing gum? No. <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't like your teach. Teach. Are you chewing gum? No, I'm not. Miss Maple. I am not. What is that in your mouth? Nothing. <laughs> Why don't you come over here and find out? Huh? Oh. <laughs> okay, the show. <laughs> so, uh, rate this show. Oh, I would say. A 93. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The ending really did it for me, especially... I feel that. I would recommend everybody just watch this drama just to see Song Tae. Like, he's probably one of my favorite yeah. characters in a show ever. I totally agree, yeah. The best part, I, like, made... I, I like, did a pro-con list. <laughs> like, a good-bad list. Oh, <laughs> Because I'm like, how do I feel about this drama? And yeah, I like totally agree. The best part is Song Tae. Just everything about him and his mm-hmm. storyline. Absolutely the best part. The acting was great overall, I thought. The aesthetics were great. Yeah. The story was unique and tackled yes. unique topics. And was really well done. I thought like with the the having the the independently themed episodes, I liked that. Yeah, I did too. And I felt like... All the characters were interesting, except maybe Moon Young's mother. She was kind of one-dimensional, but everybody else was interesting. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, the only, like, gripe I have is the romance, which... Totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Biggest turnoff for me, yeah. Like, yeah. it ended up being really cute. Yes. I thought in the end, like, I was definitely for it, but I think, like, we talked about, like, I don't know if that erased the, like... 15 episodes, no, 13 episodes of of toxicity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, that, I just don't know how to feel about all that because it did end up being so cute and I do right. really root for them now, like, at the end of the show. I'm like, yeah, like, go off and be these people. But, like, how they got there, I don't know if I'm a big fan, but, you know... Not my relationship. <laughs> right. And it's kind of, I still, I don't understand how they got there exactly. Yeah, I still don't understand why Kang Tae had feelings for Moon Young. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah. I guess that's kind of, honestly, the other thing that I thought of that kind of ties into that, which is like my other big gripe, is the pacing. And this might just be a personal thing. Because I, I just tend to prefer more fast-paced shows. And this one was so slow. And so I think getting lost in those middle episodes made me just really dwell on the kind of bad parts of their relationship. Mm. And I feel like it was just so much time was spent on how messed up they were that I felt like the resolution didn't equal that. Like, I felt like we could have gotten through the same things in much less time. And maybe it's just because I had to take notes on, like, how our 20-minute episodes. <laughs> but I was like, this show could have been so much shorter, and I think it would have it would have had the same effect and been even better. 
I, yeah, I think I would agree. There are definitely some slow parts that I was just like, why is this in here? But, right. yeah, I don't, I wasn't, though, I didn't think about pacing whenever I was thinking about things I didn't like about the show. So I was okay. overall okay with it. But I agree that some, I feel like some things could have been taken out or whole episodes could have been taken out. Right. And, I mean, I, I like, that's totally a personal thing. Like, I, I have the attention span of a goldfish, so I'm like, let's get to it. That's a mood, though. <laughs> like, I'm used to 15-second TikToks. <laughs> let's get on. Yeah, just some of it was like, we are, I feel like we're having the same conversation four times and, like, really emphasizing, like, the circular part of this. And it's like, I get it. I don't need you to lay it out. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're an intelligent audience. We understand. <laughs> we got this. I put it at like an 88 or an 89, mm. but I feel, yeah, I don't know. The ending was very good, but yeah, yeah, it's like, I, I would say the same thing. Like watch it for Songte and Moon outfits and like Ooh. feel free to skip around in the middle. Like it, when yeah. they start kind of like fighting, like you can skip that, like yeah. the romance, you can skip that, but stay around for Songte and Moon <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. yes. Her outfits. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there were some, like, just, like, these golden scenes, and I'm like, I'm glad I'm watching these this drama for these moments. But it mostly happened towards the end, so it was more like, it's like, oh, I just have to, like, get through this in order to get to the, the good stuff. But, yeah, I still rate it pretty high. I enjoyed it a lot. All right. I mean, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Business over. Fun times. <laughs> How many do you have? Five. Oh, well, I have four, so you go first. Okay. Ooh, which one do I want to do first? I'll do the least funny one first. Okay. And I, while I was writing these superlatives, I was like, I think I misunderstand what superlatives are, but whatever. <laughs> Did um, you do awards again? Kind of. <laughs> um, you just do says, your own thing. The person who should never be allowed to judge people's character ever. I mean, I think that counts as a superlative. Well, I wasn't listening. I was just judging it. <laughs> uh, the person who shouldn't judge character ever. Basically, yeah. Like oh a person's God, like character Anybody ever. who isn't director O. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but like mostly this person. I'm like, Song I don't. In? No, surprisingly enough. Okay. Um. Who shouldn't judge character? Gongte? Yes. Okay. <laughs> he should not be a judge of character ever. Because he's like, I'm in love with Moon Young. And I'm like, I question your sanity right now. All just True. all the time. True. I mean, he just, he's not, he's not thinking with his head. And he, mm, mm. <laughs> he is not. <laughs> okay. Most likely to be severely dehydrated at any point in time. Is... Is that also Gangte? It is also Gangte because he just cries so dang much. <laughs> kind of worried for him. It was so much in episode 16. Oh, it was so Somebody much. Somebody get him a water 16. bottle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a chapstick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. The woman who broke my heart. The woman who broke your heart? Yes. <laughs> Did we talk about this? No. Um, is it Moonyoung? Nope. The woman who broke your heart. Yep. <laughs> There's not that many women. Ooh. 
Hengja, I compared her to Professor McGonagall. <laughs> I am upset. <laughs> You're just upset because <laughs> you know who should judge character mean. <laughs> no, I. That's fair. That is very fair. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that because with the whole when Gangte is like, oh, we don't have to throw out the dinosaur or Sangte, like they kind of both agree that yeah. it's like. No, like, just because she was awful it doesn't make the good moments less good. That's like, those true. Those are still good things, I guess. I don't know. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, good point. That one was kind of a two-parter because it was the woman oh, who broke oh. my heart, Hangja, oh. and this one is to the man who put it back together again. Songtae! No. Jaesoo? No. I don't think you're going to guess this. Director O? No. <laughs> The man, Sangin. I'm just naming all the men. No. <laughs> Jongte, <laughs> who? Gido. Oh. <laughs> too- I love that man so much. True. He's only in three episodes. <laughs> you like gave him some- the man who. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I knew we felt some way about him. I didn't know we felt that strongly about him. But you know? I think he's just so adorable, and I just loved him so much. He's the male equivalent. Like, I feel like it's just, if they're, like, main characters in this show, like, he's not one of them, but I respect that. Uh, I just like him a lot, man. He's great. He's mm-hmm. absolutely great. Anyway, your turn. Most likely to become a mid-tier DJ for a nightclub on the beach. This one's pretty dumb, as most of mine are. Jaisoo? No, but that's a good guess. It was Cha Young who really let me down with his Chad ways. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good one. That he is really a good had that one. vibe at the end. He did. When he brought his guitar, I was like, why did you bring this? <laughs> he did. Oh, okay. The person who can make my panties drop with the simple words of thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moon Young. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I can't thank even you. do it. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. It was just so good. She said it, and I was just like, oh, oh wait, wait. I got to go back and watch it 10 more times. <laughs> okay, we know what episode Kelsey's going to rewatch. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I I feel that. Most likely to join the Kardashian-Jenner clan. Songin? <laughs> Probably, but no. <laughs> Hangja? Yeah! Ah. Because that plastic surgery really is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's she so looked good. totally different. Okay, well, since I did that two-parter, I only have one more. Okay, I also have one more. Okay, perfect. Then I will go. The boy who can only do one thing wrong... Do I okay? I need to guess the person and the thing. I mean, you don't have to guess the thing, but I'll give you extra bragging rights if you guess Ooh, the thing. Okay, okay, you know I'm down. Um, okay, I don't. I say that like I even know the boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I want to say Song Tae. Yep. But what is the thing? The thing we always complain about him doing. 
It's the only <laughs> thing we ever complained about, song take okay, four. Okay, give me, um. I'm going to tell you is... and you're going to be so mad. I am. What is it? It's by not adding Jisoo to the family unit. You're right. That is the thing. <laughs> you're so right. It's because I blocked it out. <laughs> oh. True that. True that. Songtae has one flaw. <laughs> yes. Songtae has one flaw. So um, maybe Jisoo's the real the real one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And you know, but you know, Kangtae got some extra points in the end there by adding him to the family unit himself. Uh, uh most likely to be gone but never forgotten. I'll give you a hint, it's not a person. It's not a per- her hair. Mu Young's hair. <gasps> okay. You're very close, but not quite. Ah, but that's a good get. You're so close. Say it one more time. Most likely to be gone, but never forgotten. I'm giving you a hint. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> Songin's beard. Yes, oh. Songin's facial hair. He just had it. He didn't have it for so long. I actually forgot he had it. Yeah, he didn't have it like most of the show. So. Yeah. But I'm like, I will never forget you. <laughs> <laughs> glorious, uh, glorious hair. Uh, he looks so good with it. And I was just so sad he never grew it back during any time during the show. I agree. Yeah, there's plenty of time passed. Yes, I agree. Now comes the part where we stall because we don't want to say goodbye. Uh, I know. <laughs> That, yeah, it did end up know. being a really, a really cute show. It did. It, it was just so long. I agree. It did not need to be that long, but I just oh, that last episode was so cute. It was absolutely. Uh, I totally agree. And I'm just so happy they added bloopers. I loved them. Me too. Ah, uh, it's just such a contrast. Like the show that's super dark and emotional, and the whole cast is just so. Happy and giggly. It's so funny. I agree. Yeah, you almost need them because it's like, whoa, okay, they're not that messed up. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> they're fine. But alas, we must say goodbye. Alas. Alas. Well, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> it's been such a pleasure talking about it's okay to not be okay. And we're not okay. We're not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at DramatizedPod and come join us on the Discord. Talk about your own sadness. It's always better to be sad together. Or talk about the great things that are going on in your life, like murder mystery parties that I'm so jealous of. (laughs) Just a pointed pointed discussion right there. Yes. (laughs) I agree. The link is in our Twitter bio as well as our podcast bio. Join us next. No, join us the week after next. Yes. The 28th. When we'll be discussing Tune In For Love. Yep. I shouldn't say it like that, but... Tune In For Love. I think it's very sweet. I shouldn't do that. (laughs) And until next time, don't get traumatized. By the dramatized.